questions tonight? Yes. Um, is there a certain stage on the bhakti ladder from Shraddha to Prem where uh, you start perceiving the form in the name? Well, uh, there's different ways to think about that. I think the broadest way is what he's talking about is the idea that the, within the name of Krishna, the rupa, the form, the guna, the quality, the leelas of Krishna are all um, said to be present. Therefore, what's in a name, we say, so much. Um, and the name is the main kind of dispensation, Goloka Prema Dhan, Harinam Sankirtan, in the words of Narutam. It's from Golok, the wealth of Golok, which is its Prem. Hmm? It's not its... It's trees that give anything you want, or it's uh, dust that turns iron into gold. Um, because those who live there aren't, aren't interested in in gold or anything else, just just love of Krishna. So sometimes it's described like that, and it's, it's wish fulfilling. All your desires will be fulfilled. Kamadenus, cows, whose udders you can get whatever you want from, but. The secret is nobody wants anything there. They have no desire except to love Krishna. Hmm? So the wealth is its prem, and that prem is exported. Hmm? And the um, the vehicle is a holy name. Golokera, of Golok, Premadhan, the wealth of prem, Hodinam, Sankirtan. So, um, so what's in a name? So much in a name, and particularly in the name, the name of Krishna. These are, of course, when we say Namsan Kirtan of Chaitanya Mapa, we're referring to the invoking of the primary names of God, Nam Nama Kari Bahuda Nijasarva Shaktis. Mahaprabhu said, you have many, many names, Nam Nam Akari Bahuda, many names, and sarva, uh, they are filled sarva shakti with your power, your shakti means swarup shakti. So these mean names of Krishna in relation to his entourage, parshadas, his associates in Braj that 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 embody the love that he is the object uh, that, that corresponds with that love. So. Names like Govinda, Gopal, Radhanath, and so on and so forth, Yashoda Nandan. Mm. So, so much in these names. Um, and and it's said by Jiva Goswami, as we've explained, that in doing the smarnam of the name, Japa is a, is a limb of smarnam, meditation. So it's not, you know, you don't do it for the public, it's private. Mm. Um, and uh, he has taught Jiva Goswami that from Nam Smarnam comes Rupa Smarnam, Guna Smarnam, Lila Smarnam. Hmm. So progressively, what's in the name, as you meditate upon it, the implication is, comes out. Hmm. But then the first thing that the name is doing is cleansing the heart. Hmm. And so... Just like I have sometimes described, if 
you're going to build a house, you first have to make a foundation. So you have to dig down, not going up. What's happening? You seem to be going down. Hmm? Um, that's for the sake of going up. So cleansing the heart, hmm? which um, I guess it has a mildly um, positive connotation. It's clean anyway. It's, now to add something there, bhakti, or bhakti comes and does the cleansing and then manifests herself um, in stages. So <clears throat> your question is, in the, if I understand it correctly, in the stages of bhakti, the nine stages from shraddha to prem, at which stage does is the sadhak able to draw out the rupa, the form, from the name. And so in a more generous a generous kind of answer to that question, um, I think that by the chanting, one can um, see the deity form as something other than a statue made of stone or something like that. As a devotion, begins to have a devotional eye to see so this is a manifestation of the rupa, archavigraha, the form of Bhagavan. That's a generous statement. So um, then you can do the rupa smarnam of the deity, hmm? and and that is um, is a good idea. That's recommended. It's there's a, there's there's said uh, to be a, a dhyan or a meditation that accompanies the Maha Mantra. And the picture is given, the visualization uh, is, is given Radha and Krishna under the Kadamba tree, surrounded by gopas and cows along the bank of the Jamuna, something like that. So this is very kind of generic. Um, um, but um, it is a recommended visualization. I say generic because the deity form that you worship, let's say if you live in an ashram like this, you have a temple, it's a deity form, so you can recall the form of the deity hmm, um, while chanting. Hmm, um, and that's a form of doing Nam Smarnam in conjunction with Rupa Smarnam. Hmm. And I wouldn't necessarily um, uh, attach that to any particular stage, but um, obviously as the heart becomes cleansed, one can focus the mind more. And then um, in proportion, the mind is fixed on the form of, of the deity. So this is, a, in, a, in, a, in a, a way of answering the question that I think is generous, but there's a more um, conservative answer in which the, by the chanting and just listening to the name, form begins to appear on one's mind, naturally. And this would be in, in more uh, developed stages, like in, in Nishta. One thing about Nishta, the stage of Nishta, that's not often discussed is that that it can be argued that it, it involves it being if having fixed one's ideal. So, at least theoretically, 
Nishta is, is identified to a large extent with with a with a a uh, fair amount of theoretical knowledge. Therefore, the verse that's cited from the Bhagavatam that corresponds with uh, Nishta, Nasta Prayeshu Abhadreshu Nityam Bhagavata Sevaya. Bhagavatutama Shloka Bhakti Bhavde Naishtaki. Naishtaki means Nishta. And um, this verse speaks about regularly hearing the Bhagavatam and serving the person Bhagavatam. So the Bhagavatam is, is, our, is our main book. It is the natural commentary on Vedanta Sutra. So um, it's a fair commitment to intellectual commitment to study it. That's in one sense why it was asked about Sugadev by uh, uh, perhaps Shonaka. Why did he, he was a self-realized soul. Why did he take the trouble to study the to the the Bhagavatam? He would have had to learn Sanskrit and and it's a study. The answer comes well. Itambudaganohari, such is the nature of the qualities of Krishna that they attract even atmaramas, atmaramas jamunayonigrantapirukame. Hmm? Why? Why does someone who is near granta near granta means who's Granta means not, who's untied in Schopenhauer's terms, the world not. Hmm? And he had a very Vedantic leaning, the world not. Hmm? So Granta means not, near Granta. Hmm? So the not was untied, but Granta also means book, text. So, Atmanamas Chamunayo, near Granta Api Urukrame. Hmm? So he was. Uh, it was beyond the book. Hmm? Why did he take the trouble to study the Bhagavatam? The answer is, well, it's, it's not an ordinary book, <laughs> something like that. It's it's about the nature of the qualities of Hari, and they are such that they are attractive to even Atmaramas. That means, besides, Atmaram means Atmananda, the bliss of the self. Hmm? There is Bhaktiananda. Hmm? So... Your capacity to love will be enhanced not by being alone, but by being with a lovable person. Hmm? So, so, um, but it, but, but otherwise, um, uh, if we can say he did it to take the trouble to study, but it was a labor of love. It's a, he's attracted to the Bhagavatam, but it's a, it's really it's a very nice book because it really requires a, a full application of your intelligence. And it gives a good bashing to the intellect at the same time in terms of its capacity to be a revealer of truth. It has its limitations. It's not the vehicle by which we can enter into the to, uh, transcendence. But it should be utilized fully in bhakti. And there was a way of spiritualizing it. Study of the Bhagavatam is a good... Um, good exercise in, in that direction. <clears throat> but the verse that the Bhagavatam I'm citing that corresponds with Nishta is, is about the idea that one who wants to be Naishtiki fixed up and Nasta Prayeshu Abhadrishu Abhadra means, Abhadra means auspicious, Abhadra means inauspicious. So inauspicious things are practically removed from the heart by the regular study of the Bhagavatam and serving the person Bhagavatam. These two Bhagavatams 
have been emphasized by uh, Krishna's Kaviraj Goswami in his commentary on his Namaskar verse, his specific uh, Namaskar verse, in which he identifies the deities of his book, Chaitanya Charitamrita. Bandeshi Krishna Chaitanya Nityananda Sohodito Gurai Pushpavanto Chitra Samdotamonodo. Explaining this, and Chitra Samdotamonodo, that they give some, some do, they give a great gift of prem to the world, and how do they give it? He says, in his explanation, they give it to, through two Bhagavatas, the great Guranta, great text, Srimad Bhagavatam, the Amala Purana, the spotless Purana, and 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 the person Bhagavatam who relishes the Bhagavatam, a, 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 a relisher, Nigamakalpaturogalitam Palam Shukamogadamadurabasam Sambitam Pibata Bhagavatam Rasamalayam Ohuraho Rasika Bhuvi Babuka Prakashananda Saraswati said, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is a Babuka. It means like an emotionalist. In Banaris, when Chaitanya Mahaprabhu came and all the sannyasis, they were all Mayavadan sannyasis, they were all studying Vedanta and sitting very soberly. He was out dancing in the streets with instruments and doing kirtan and so forth. They called him a, a Babuka, but it's very accurate. <laughs> but he didn't understand the, the whole concept of spiritual emotion. Hmm? Having retired material emotion in the context of bhakti, spiritual emotion arises. Hmm. So, anyway, this kind of person, and, and serving him or her in conjunction with studying the Bhagavatam, which he or she will, will teach, hmm? a regular diet of this, Nasta Prashubhadyashu, Nityam Bhagavatam, regular Nityam, always, constantly, hmm? like we get together morning and evening, and discussions in between. Hmm? It's all about the implications of the Bhagavatam and so forth. This um, cleanses the heart almost, almost completely. Is nishta means nishta is something like the fire has gone out, the forest fire of material existence has gone out, but there's still some smoke rising. Hmm? So it's not entirely clear, but but the fire's out. Hmm? So so nishta hmm, and applying one's Intellect, <clears throat> and this in regard to the form, meditating on the form that we're discussing. <laughs> um, it's a, it's a. I'm, I'm saying it's a very, um, it's an in, engagement for the intellect. It's, it's the, it means the, the intellect is fully engaged. Let's say, whatever the measure of your intellect is, doesn't mean you have to be smarter, more, intel, more. Uh, Bigger intellect or smaller, but it's fully engaged, hmm? and uh, and so um, this is a there is a there is the this isn't as I said often talked about as part of nishta, but in the context of fully engaged in the intellect, one's ideal can be fixed up intellectually speaking. You may study the scriptures and hear and understand. This is the ideal. And so your ishta is fixed. Your ideal is fixed. So, relative to the discussion, the form of the Lord. It's a little complicated in Gaudiya Vaishnava because we have Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Nityananda Prabhu, Radha, Krishna, Krishna, Balaram, 
and so on and so forth. <laughs> um, but we put it all together. Jagannath is there. For, <laughs> but, um, but, but, um, so this little room in there, but, it, but the, 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 the argument being that the form hmm, of the Lord is fixed intellectually. Hmm. And uh, but that is different than the form appearing naturally in the heart, on the mind, hmm. and um, so this would be at higher stages. Um, but in a more general sense, when I'm talking about it, we can begin to meditate on the form. You can also meditate on the qualities of Krishna. Hmm. If you initially you do a little. Research, you have good guidance from the guru, and you can understand. Let's say, for example, Sakiras, there are certain qualities of Krishna that pertain to Sakirasa, for example. Hmm? So, those can be given. Then hmm? they can be meditated. There, there may be leelas that correspond with those, as explained by Rupa Goswami, that are examples of those qualities, and they can become familiar. Hmm? But this is more of a of a intellectual, I don't when it mean it. I don't mean to be it. It's an intellectual engagement, but it is an it was an engaging of your of your intellect in bhakti. Hmm? Um, the intellect is more active. I want to say in ruchi, it's still act in in, in It's still active in in in, in, in ruchi, but but taste is is guiding. In asakti, the intellect is not as uh, it's not much of a factor. It's it's been consumed. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, and that's that's always good. Mm-hmm. If you have a big intellect, to have it consumed and retired, so to speak, and the heart's fully out. Uh, so, um, so I I want to say that in the stage of nishto and pursuance of nishto as an interim goal, even. Mm-hmm. These things can be, uh, these are viable engagements. Or if your ideal is fixed up, it may be even before Nishta, by hearing and you can understand intellectually this is a teaching, this is my guru, it comes like this. So, uh, it doesn't take a lot. Then, And then um, there are corresponding leelas and so forth. So these things can be researched. Hmm? Research is also a kind of smaranam researching Krishna's pastimes, how they work, what age he did this, what age that, and so forth. It's, it's, it's not like meditation in the full sense of the term. Hmm? But, but in, a, in, a, in, a, in a more general sense, these are recommended uh, activities that correspond with Rupa Smarnam, Guna Smarnam, Lila Smarnam. Hmm? But... Um, but in time, it will arise. They say it arise naturally, naturally. But um, then again, there's some some practice. Just like you practice chanting the name, hmm, and you don't have a taste that is reliable. So sometimes it's not there, but you do it anyway because you you have heard about it. You you're intellectually you're 
committed, you understand the virtues and so forth. Uh, and so maybe thinking about the glories of the name and things that have been said, you, 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 you chant. Hmm. So in the same way you can do guna, rupa, lila, like that. But then there, that, that is different than when, when the taste comes with the name. Hmm. Sometimes you break through and the taste comes and the tongue is moving and, and, and it's very um, blissful, tasteful and so forth. Hmm. So that, you want to do rupasmarnam like that, rupasmarnam, rupasmarnam. Smarnam is also sometimes recommended uh, the idea of mantramayi, upasana. Hmm. So you take a mantra, uh, a verse, let's say, for example, Dibhyat Brindaranya Kalpadrumadha Simadat Nagara Singhasana Sto Simad Radha Srilagubinda Deva Prastali Bhutsevi Manavo Smarami as a smarnam. Hmm? Of what? Of the associates of of Krishna, Radha and Krishna, in Vrindavan, Radha and Krishna, and associates. Prastali bi sevyamano smarami, prastali bi sevyamano, how they're rendering service. So you can take a verse like this and meditate on the verse. And it says something, so it has a visualization aspect to it. It's describing something. So then you put that picture on the mind hmm, and and chant the holy name. Hmm. Hmm. And so these are kind of practice type, practice meditation. Hmm. Um, Some some place for that. But again, Jiva Goswami has given us a a developmental stage hmm, that the way he speaks about it is that, that out of qualitative quality quality I want to say namsmarnam effective namsmarnam of the mind isn't wandering you're hearing the name hmm, you can venture in and 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 um, and the name will reveal hmm, form and he's always given us this progressive Stages of smarnam of development. Hmm. So, but what I'm to have talked about that will may be helpful to do nam smarnam effectively. Hmm. You understand? And then out of that, this, this higher idea of it as a progression, the name manifests, the qualities manifest, leave the manifest. It said the name manifests. On the tongue, uh, and um, rupa manifests. You could say in the eyes, which with, with which you see the deity differently. Mm-hmm. The qualities in the mind, in the leelas, in, 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 in the mental system, in the heart. Sometimes it's described like that. Does that help? What else? Yes. Follow on this last point. I'm wondering why intellectually kind of visualizing. This is so helpful because to me, so helpful. Yeah, to me it seems like you're kind of bypassing the mercy that comes with the name and trying to force yourself into visualizing 
the rupa and the lila of the Lord rather than just letting it naturally come through the name. So I'm wondering why it's helpful and, of course, the proper mindset to that as well. Well, I think that devotees sometimes find that they have a hard time hearing the name. Hmm. So their mind wanders. So it's going to wander, let it wander on things that are in relation to the name. Hmm. That's kind of a default like that. Um, that's one way of looking at it. Hmm. Your question? Um, so in the Tapa Sandra, um, you were talking about um, the idea that language speaks. So the idea that um, language itself is a vessel for consciousness that is more of a subject than an object and um, more of what's within it is more of a creative agent than the form of it. And so I was thinking about how that seems to relate to our position as embodied beings that, and also in the idea that the ultimate prospect for language then is and you know our ultimate prospect is to be with the person and uh, so my question is um, whether that idea is talked about anywhere in the Shastra or whether um, anyone has, has talked about it anywhere else not that I know of um I'm not sure what section of the text you're, you're referring to. Um, it's the part where it's talking about revealed sound towards the beginning. Sound. Mm-hmm. Sound corresponding with the object. Mm-hmm. Is that the idea? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sound corresponds with the object. Um, yeah, I don't. There are there are some. There's a, there's quite a bit of. Uh, writing about that kind of thing. Um, it's not... Um, I don't think much of it's been translated. Ideas about sound in Indian philosophy. Um, and there are different ideas. Um, so there's not much available. Hmm. Bhagavatam speaks of four levels of sound. but um, And the, the final being... You really heard it, kind of. Um, but um, is that particularly the just the sound, the language part, or the way in which it corresponds also with our position as embodied beings? So you know, we're also forms that are vessels in the way that language is a form that's a vessel. And the two seem to correspond in a way that seems very intentional. Yeah, um, well, I think maybe you can think of it like that in terms of the sadhaka deha hmm? being a, uh, maybe that's what you're saying, a vessel of, of sadhana bhakti that out of which that, that, that properly engaged the full idea of a sadhaka deha. In a sense, begets a a citadel. Is that kind of your, what you're talking about? Yeah, I think that's just kind of dis- discussed throughout. I don't know. Is there anything any particular section I could I could draw your attention to? But if I think of something, I'll, I will. 
What else? Yes. In Kupadesha Amita, Prabhu Goswami describes patience as one of the items that's favorable for bhakti. Um, we also hear that to enter the path of Radhanita Sadhana, you need greed. And those two <laughs> seem at odds with each other. So I was wondering how you could harmonize those two ideas. Greed and patience. Yeah. Um, I think that uh, you could, an analogy may help that if you are greedy for mangoes, hmm, then you will be very um, eager to do the work at hand, which is to plant a mango seed. Hmm. Not to go buy it at the store. <laughs> to plant a mango seed. Hmm. And uh, although it will be quite some time, in full knowing that it will be quite some time before the fruits are available, but your enthusiasm is not uh, diminished hmm, by the fact but it will take some time, and there are a number of other tasks that look like nothing like eating mangoes and don't f- feel like eating mangoes. You see someone eating a mango, and you think, that is what I want to do. Look at the look on his face, <laughs> and the juice is dripping out of the side, and it's a hot day, I want to taste a mango like that. So then the guy says, no problem, here's the seed. I'm finished. <laughs> So he said, well, like, well, how, do, how, how do I get a mango out of this? Well, you put it in the ground. And so because you really, really want that mango, you've seen that and you just cannot, nothing else has any room in your mind. You've got to have it. Then when he says, here's the seed, and you give him this blank look like, what, what, you ate the mango, you give me this and say, this is it. So he said, well, listen, then you pay full attention. Hmm? to all that's required. Hmm? And then you've got to dig a hole and put the seed in, and it's got to be watered and taken care of, given sunlight. Come and check it every now and then, you know. And then one day you see blossoms hmm? and so forth. So the enthusiasm never wanes because you really want that mango. That's what loba is about. Hmm? And just the want of it is, 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 is and the entertaining, uh, to, to some extent, the idea hmm, um, it, you might read about different kinds of mangoes or something, you know. <laughs> but anyway, you, 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 you really, this is what you're preoccupied with. This is the idea of love, but you're preoccupied with it. And so everything that's involved in acquiring it is of equal interest to you. Hmm. It's not of lesser interest because you can't leave out any steps if you're going to arrive at tasting the mango. And so, therefore, people may have greed, or they think they have greed, but greed involves within it the patience to pursue the course hmm, and arrive at the goal. Hmm. Um, And greed that's not prepared to wait, and so forth. It wants to overstep different steps 
that are important and so forth is 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 artificial. Hmm? So there should be as much uh, eagerness for planting hmm? and fertilizing and so forth and picking the weeds, if properly understood as tasting. It all goes together. It's a sadhana, so hmm? something just jump to the sadhya. Hmm? So they go together. Does that help? Yeah. Same is given in the very verse you cite, utsahanis chayadayat, enthusiasm and patience. Um, Prabhupada will give an example that a girl, maybe a young girl, young lady, let's say, may be enthusiastic to have a child, but she has to wait nine months. There's just no way around that. Hmm? Hmm. She's got to find some, some guy to, you know. So, it's, you know, it's... it's um, so it's built built into it, properly un- understood. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, sometimes people they want to pick the fruits without without planting the seeds. That's unbecoming. Mm-hmm. And a fair amount of talk on the subject, and some of the talk may be accurate, and so on and so forth. And some may have better understanding of the topic, let's say, of Raghunuga Bhakti, than others. But who applies oneself, and to what extent is really the Issue, theoretical knowledge is useful and it can help us to apply ourselves. But I see many cases of persons with very good theoretical knowledge that don't apply themselves uh, anywhere near in comparison to people who have less theoretical knowledge and apply themselves. So that's why I always say you need to use your head to soften your heart. It just circulates around in your head, hmm? it makes it fat. Hmm? It has to go in and go down into the heart. Change, bring about a change. What else? Yes. You were explaining earlier how uh, nishta is like an internal goal. Hmm. And so I would like to know how far that uh, coincides with um, Atman or the platform of Kama Sutta. Mm-hmm. Should that be somewhat of an internal goal or how does that place in we're not really interested in 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 in, in that. Um, Atmaram is more of a goal for the the Mayavadins, um, Ganis, uh, let's say. Um, we're interested in, in not Atmananda, but Bhakti Ananda. Even a shadow of it will be better in our estimation than the full idea of Atmaram without bhakti. And Sanatana Goswami teaches that one can, can become an Atmaram without bhakti. In Brihad Bhagavatamrita. And he says, you may be startled to hear this, but try to understand it. What we're saying is that, that you can become an Atmaram without bhakti. That's how insignificant Atmaram is. That's what he teaches. That's how insignificant and how meaningless it is, how valueless it is. Hmm. Without bhakti, without bhakti, you can get that. So it's nothing hmm. in terms of what 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 is what is bhakti ananda, even a shadow of bhakti ananda. Uh, yeah, yeah. chai, bhavas, like a blessing. It would be more valuable and full Atmaram idea. Hmm. So like a Socrates, 
I'm not a Ram person, but but um, so we don't kind of think we don't we don't we don't uh, uh, make Nishta is not synonymous with without Maram, um, and we don't make becoming an Atmaram our goal, then becoming a Paramatma devotee. Shridharmarsh gives the famous story of how someone in his early days before he had met his guru suggested to him, look, you know, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's ideal, that's the highest ideal. I go with you on that. But it's very high. So first you have to learn the teaching of the Buddha, all that he has understood. Realize that. Then everything that Shankar has understood, realize that. And then everything about Vaidhi Bhakti, realize that. And then you can take up the teachings of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And Sri Dharma said to him that that's a very interesting idea, but it's not what Mahaprabhu himself has taught. And he said that person was silenced. Hmm. So, um, so it's it's bhakti from the beginning, and it's bhakti ananda from the beginning. Hmm. I mean, there'll be atmananda in the connection of of bhakti ananda as the, as the atma comes out, of course. Um, but but no, nishta is 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 a, is a goal. And interim goal, and it corresponds with the humility, the tolerance, and the and the, uh, and the dismissal of uh, false uh, of, of honor, self honor, and so forth. That is described in Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's third verse. He says, "With that, with those those things in mind, chanting, hmm, one will get prem." So I mean, it's kirtaniya sadhari. The practice will be will be sada, consistent, steady, uninterrupted. Um, now, uh, is that synonymous with liberation? No, um, it's not. Baba bhakti is synonymous with liberation, hmm. um, but I should qualify that the bhava bhakti is liberated, hmm. but the bhava bhakti has bhava. <laughs> And the liberated soul doesn't necessarily mean one who has bhava. Hmm? Um, they could be, you know, uh, merged into into Brahman hmm? uh, and liberated in that sense. So, um, but in the stages of bhakti, hmm? nishta, ruchi, asakti, bhava, bhava is the sadhya. Everything before that is sadhana. There are higher stages of sadhana, and then there's lower stages. So, bhava means he's he's a liberated person, and on the liberated platform, he she's doing bhajan hmm? and cultivating the ray of prem that is that is bhava. Um, but nishta means. The heart is is almost clean, so very high quality satpaguna, and um, we he may even be between nishta ruchi asakti. There's some identification with the um, three types of mahabhagavatas. Muchi tukashai, nirdu tukashai, and bhagavat prapta. Deha. Hmm. It means three examples. One example is Narada Muni. Narada Muni left home, 
and he went to the forest, he meditated, and he had the darshan of Krishna. And Krishna disappeared and said, you're still a little attached, you're a kuyogi, attached to the forest. Oh. Maybe you want me uh, to give up that too, so. It meant very high, oh, I mean, it's like something like nishta, hmm. full idea of it. Hmm. You got, you got a darshan and the spurti of Krishna, and Krishna disappeared to drive him further. And so in this stage, Narada is given as an example, his heart was not fully cleansed, but his bhakti was steady, such that the seeds of desire, material desire, some of which were still in the heart, they had no chance to fructify. Just as if you pour water on seeds and you drown them, they're not going to they're not going to fructify. Hmm? So the water of bhakti, if it's continually poured on the heart, that interruption, for example, these seeds don't have a chance to fructify. Hmm? So this is something like nastapraeshu bhadeshu. There may be some um, something still there, but but it, it does. It, it, Bhagavatam's next verse. What uh, it's, it's, um, uh, um in the person in Nishta, there are, there may be some influence of Sat, some some Rajas and Thomas, but it doesn't affect his or her bhakti at all. Hmm? Some habit may be there from the past, uh, conducts himself in some way relative to the previous conditioning, but it's not getting in the way of the bhakti at all. Hmm? Um, Sometimes examples given of a fan that's unplugged, it's still going around. Mm. But it's unplugged, so it's off. Mm. But it's still going around. So you don't want to criticize such a person who's unplugged the fan, mm. so to speak. It's, oh, see, he's got a problem. You have to look and see more deeply. Mm. Fan's been unplugged. He's not plugged in anymore to pursuance of material activities, only plugged into bhakti. Hmm. So, this is considered to be one type of Mahabhagavata. Now, whether you, to be generous, you could identify it with the kind of higher end of Nishta, certainly Ruchi. Hmm. More so, I mean, Ruchi is really, the material desires are, aren't, aren't present. Hmm. So, let's say, this is a, a, an advanced devotee. Hmm. The second example is is um, Sugadev Goswami. So Sugadev Goswami was, had no material desire. He was out in Maram. He was liberated. Hmm. But uh, now he was, he didn't have, he was just cultivating bhakti. Hmm. Hmm. The third example is Narada Muni again, but this time after he received his vina and his siddhadeya from Krishna. So Bhagavad Prabhupada, he attained his his roop, Siddhaswarup. Hmm? These are three types of Mahabhagavatas mentioned. Hmm? So they can apply to the to the higher stages of sadhana and to Baba Bhakti. Hmm? Prem Bhakti. Um Sridhar Marsh gave an example once to describe these three. Uh, that one devotee 
has two feet in the spiritual world and extends one here. Hmm? Though he's got his swarup, extends one foot here. Hmm? One has one foot here and the other foot is extended there. Hmm? The other one has, we're going down, the other one has two feet here, but his eyes are always there. Hmm. The feet are here, but the eyes are there. So the feet are moving in a certain way according to the to where the eyes are fixed. Something like that. Hmm. So, so, liberated, unliberated, um, our concern is more the measure of bhakti. Hmm. So nishta is the... Is, it's not synonymous with, with liberation, but it's it's a good interim goal. Liberation is not a goal unto itself that you would arrive at liberation and now, you know, no, I'll do bhakti or something like that. Do bhakti to get liberation. It's it's thought of as more as a byproduct because entering into Ruchi, Mahabhu prayed, Mama Janmani Janmanishpure, Babatu Bhakti Hoytikiti, I'm not even thinking about it which is the preoccupation, mukshatva, this is of the jnani, culture of liberation. The culture is different. The culture is of uh, love for Krishna, and liberation is in, in the background. It happens without without noticing it, something like that. Sometimes it's spoken of in that way. Hmm. Does that help? Yeah. yeah. In, in the example you were speaking about with uh, Shridharsman, two feet, yeah. <laughs> it reminds me of something Vrindaranya once wrote as a Vyasa Puj. She gave this Puja, she gave this this example. And Agrima says two feet there and extended two feet here. <laughs> it's very very generous of her. <laughs> I'm sorry. Happy seeing that like Sadaka Deva, two feet here, looking that way. Vastu City is a term of Bhakti Vinod, and um, what he means by that is that having attained Swarup Siddhi, having in Bhava Bhakti, one cultures the Swarup directly in Lila Seva in meditation. And it, it's attained, but one takes birth in the Lila of Krishna. Hmm. And then the lila becomes unmanifest, and you go with it. That's vastu siddhi. So surup siddhi extends even into the prakat lila, hmm. Hmm. and vastu siddhi is the is the ideal. So um, with regard to sadaka day siddha day, I mean the siddha day is growing, developing, whatever, manifesting hmm, from the beginning, but. Um, you can say, in, you know, if you want to look at it like that, the nishta, the tzadaka day is fully engaged. Hmm. And so, some inner life is, is, is coming. And, and, and when it enters into ruchi, asakti, these, are, these have positive connotations. Ruchi, shreya kairabha chandrika bhattaram, something coming from the other side, attachment on the other side now to the object of love. Hmm. Then entering into bhava bhakti. Hmm. So, if you take the second example, one foot here, one foot there, that would be an example of a bhava bhakta. Hmm? So 
He's got one foot here in a sadhaka day, and he's got another foot really tangibly into the into the conception of the siddhadeya. It's also being cultivated in in, in, in Nishta Ruchi Asakti, but there's some attainment. There's bhav has been attained. Hmm? Now there's a cultivation of that bhav, that stai bhav. There's a beginning and a and an end. So so in that sense that then the last two feet there and one here, that would be to use Shudamar's example, that would be an example of someone who's um, attained praying but re- remains extending themselves to someone in this world or maybe his idea was something like Nityasiddha descending, something like that. Then uh, our example of Nard is there. I mean, he attained his swarup. He's perfect. He's still in the world. You don't see too many of them floating around with their Venus or other, you know, um, spiritual forms. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, to be honest with you, devotees have a very, I, many devotees have a very unclear idea. Hmm. And they use the term Ma Bhagavata Uttamadikari, Ma Purusha, and, and, and Nitya Siddha, and these things with, in a very vague ways, and, and they, and in, in ways that in their minds make Bhava Bhakti look like a small thing, Ruchi, Nashtakti, uh, uh, they're not small things, these are big things, hmm. big things, and, uh, and uh, you get good guidance from such, such persons, higher levels of, of, of Sadhana Bhakti, Bhava Bhakti, hmm. So, you know, they have this idea, sadhana siddha is like bad. Nitya siddha, you know, is the, is the one you can really get the guidance from. So these are very strange ideas, very wrong ideas. Um, and and everybody, suddenly, suddenly everybody's guru has become a nitya siddha that descended years ago it was you know before a crowd assembled around him it wasn't thought of as such suddenly the crowd now decides that he's a nitya siddha just just stepped into this you know it, it, the idea of a nitya siddha is generally restricted to the to the leela they come with krishna in his leela with chaitanya mahaprabhu in his leela nitya siddhas nitya siddha kodi mani what is it Narutam. Um Anyway, all of his associates are eternally liberated. You know, they're with Krishna. They're with Mahaprabhu. Hmm. And there's a possibility some they just may come separate from the Leela for preaching. But it's, it seems it's, it's not a... There's some talk about it in Brihita Bhagavatamrita from Vaikuntha, but from Golog. Hmm. It's a little... little hard to relate to these ideas. Although, the, the, then again, the Brihat Bhagavatamrita does have uh, Sarup hmm, is ordered by Radharani to appear in the Prakat Leela in Vrindavan and minister to the uh, Mathura Brahman hmm, whom he tells his story to. So, But the, that the idea there is that the Prakat Leela and the Aprakat Leela are just they're moving in between 
and they're the same and different at the same time. Mm. So it's some some place for it, but but by popular vote of uh, uneducated people, <laughs> it's, it's easy to make citizens. And then they make small of sadhana siddha, which is a huge thing. Siddha means siddha, hmm. right? Most proper, which is better than the Kripa Siddha, the Nitya Siddha, the Sadhan Siddha, Prabhupada Siddha means Siddha. Siddha means perfect. So I've given an example from Rupa Goswami's Bhakti Sandar with three types of Mahabhagavatas. Use the term Mahabhagavat, but are they familiar with the three different types and how they correspond with what stages and so forth? Uttamadikari. Have they ever Uttamadikari? Uttamadikari technically means the one who's most qualified to tread the path. The term Uttamadikari comes up in the context of the teaching about sadhana bhakti, vaiti sadhana bhakti, in Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu. So, then the proverbial pure devotee. Bhakti Vinod says the pure devotee, I don't know what word he uses there, Shuddha Bhakta. Is it Ruchi? Very practical. Ruchi means nadanam, nadanam, no desire for the world. So, what else? What's the time now? Very nice group to sit with. Very, I feel very um, much affection from all of you, and interest in the subject. Oh, that's very encouraging. Shri Guru Vaishnava Guru Parampara Ki Jai Shri Guru Nitya Nanda Ki Jai Kaur Bhakti